My hallelujah belongs to you. Any worshiper in this room this evening? My hallelujah belongs to you. He needs to hear your own hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. Say my hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. Sing it again. deserves your worship today. I don't know who is the connection in your life that is making you just stand and look at me. But some of us know where God took us from. We know where he picked us up from. If I find two people or three people who are really worshippers in this place, who are thankful that no other deserves the praise, no other deserves the worship in your life, I want you to sing it again. And let hell, let heaven, let everything around you hear it. You deserve. Say you deserve it. You Another. He's the lover of your soul. If you know that your hallelujah belongs to Him, if He has saved you, giving you a reason to live for, giving you purpose to run for, if you know that He's the one giving you momentum to run in the direction of destiny, well, do I have anybody who is excited to be in God's presence, who is excited to be alive and well? Go ahead and give Him a shout of praise. 
Well, 2020 is finally here. And today is the seventh day of the first month. I sense that God is about to do something in the lives of someone this evening. And you are about to shift to a new level, a new place in God. If you're the one God is bringing a word this evening, I want to forget about the person by your side and do something crazy in praise to God. Go to five people and tell them you can't take my praise away. You can't take my praise. You can't, you can't, you can't stop my praise. Hallelujah. Am I in DCC this evening? Well, if you stand with me for a moment, I want to very specially appreciate again my mentor and brother and his beautiful wife, Pastors Kingsley and Mildred Okonkwo. You know, I could stop now and just focus on D for two minutes. But do we love these wonderful pastors of ours? You know, I was thinking it's 10 years now that we have been walking this journey and just, you know, uh, I walked into your lives and God just changed the trajectory of my life. This stage for me has been one of the choices, uh, stages that God has used to help me express the gift of God upon my life. And I am forever thankful. Thanks for trusting me to, to share this sacred decks with you and your husband and I really appreciate you. If you don't want them, we'll take them from you. But do you love Pastor Kingsley? And <laughs> Amen. I want to appreciate all the great men of God, Pastor. Alright, it's good to have you again. Did I get it right? Pastor Tunde Afed, thank you so very much, sir. It's good to have you. And my brother, Dam Lolo, thank you. And several other ministers who I do not quite know, but I really celebrate all of you. Well, uh, by now you should know that I married the most beautiful lady on earth. Now, if you don't think so, that's your business. You don't have vision 2020. You, you need help. <laughs> I came with my wife. Amen. Amen. I met her in Zaria, pursued her to Kano, paid her bride price in Ozuakali, and married her in Lagos. Amen. I don't know who those two boys are, but you know, they live with us. They live with us. And uh, I'm sure I'll preach well today because whenever she's around, amen. My God, I feel that thing right now. Celebrate Pastor Bethel and by Amen. Glory to God. Are you ready for God's word this evening? No, you're not ready. You don't sound ready. Are you ready for God's word this evening? We celebrate everyone watching us online and those who will watch this after now. But I do believe that gaining momentum 2020 is not just a meeting for DCC. I sense that God used you and Pastor Kingsley to put together uh, something or to create a stage for 
God to speak a prophetic word to a generation and for God to Karuves uh, Indraha to bring about the recalibration of a generation to get ready for the next 10 years. I do believe that this meeting is prophetic because it is it is it is designed by God to mobilize a next generation and mobilize believers everywhere. And I do believe that DCC is at the heart of what God is said to do. So if you step in here today, you are so anointed, you are so loved by heaven. And I believe that the next couple of days, uh, heaven is going to kiss the earth in your life and your life will never be the same again. Uh, this is a prophetic meeting that there is a shift going on. Uh, and I decree that you are part of that shift in the name of Jesus. Uh, we've waited for this moment. And finally, that year is here. 2020, a year that I believe uh, will mark the sh- a shift in the bo- in the move of God in the body of Christ. And you better be glad that you are in this room for such a time as this. Uh, look at someone saying you're in the right place at the right time. Well, you're not helping me. It's like you want to make your way home. Go to Five and tell them uh, you are in the right place at the right time. Uh, my God, where are my Esthers? You are in the right place, positioned by God. Glory to God. Stand with me for the reading of God's word and allow you to sit for a while. Amen. Joshua chapter 1. I read from verse 1 to 6. And then I'll read Jeremiah 1 from verse 1. Are you ready this evening? Joshua chapter 1 from verse 1 to 6. And after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over. Tell somebody, go over. Just push them a bit and say, go over, go over, go over. Well, this meeting is about somebody going over. You're not staying where you've always been. You're not just moving, but you are moving over. It's one thing to go, but it's another thing to go over. It means every situation, every obstacle, everything that stood in your way in the last 10 years, in the last 5 years, there's an anointing to gain momentum. You are about to go over. Well, help me prophesy the song. I say, go over, go over. Will you do something prophetic and just step over, step over something in the name of Jesus? Hey, I'm going over. He said, go over this Jordan. This revelation of God, you know. This encounter of God, there is more in God for you. You and all these people. Joshua, you're not going alone. Uh, am I talking to somebody in here? Joshua, you're not, you're not entering the promise alone. You will have to carry some people along. Look at someone and say, you have to come with me. You have to come with me. Touch someone else and say, you've got to come with me. The days of the one man show is over. An army is coming. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Look at someone and say, we are going together. To the land. Ay, 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 ay. We're going to the land. It's a specific land. It's the land of promise. A promised land is the space where promises are fulfilled. 
And as we enter not just a new year, as we enter a new decade, I see people step into lands, step into promised lands. Can I prophesy over you? Can I prophesy over this city? Can I prophesy over this church? Can I prophesy unto the body of Christ? We are about to step over and we are going into the land of promise, the land of promise where prophecies are fulfilled. Does anyone have a prophetic word over their lives? Look at someone said, This is the season. Ah. Which I am giving them, the children of Israel. Go on quickly. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, help me guys, let's go, from the wilderness of, and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. Look at someone and say, get ready for territories. The next verse. No man, no man, no man. What part of no man don't you understand? I said no man, nobody, no witch, no doctor, nobody can stop what God is about to do in your life. Look at someone and say I'm unstoppable. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses. So I will be with you and I will not leave you nor forsake you. Look at someone and say, I'm not alone. You might not be a Liverpool fan, but look at someone and say, I'm not alone. The next verse, be strong and of good courage. This is not for back boneless jellyfish like Christians. What God is about to hand over to us requires courage, my brother. It requires boldness. It requires that this kingdom be taken by force. For to these people, Joshua, to these people, who was he talking about? He was talking about a generation that was born in the wilderness. He said to Joshua, for to this generation, you will ah, divide a little, as an inheritance, the land which I swore to their fathers to give to them. Well, I came on this seventh day of January, 2000, 2020, to say to a generation, all things are really ready. You didn't hear what I said. I said, all things are really ready. We are about to step into the promised land. We are about to step into the fulfillment of prophecies. And I came under the power of the Holy Ghost and every preacher in this conference to divide unto you an inheritance. Somebody shout, I receive it. Now come on, if you don't believe it, you can look at me funny. But is anybody that is ready to take what belongs to you? Shout, I receive my inheritance. The, the next verse. <laughs> Kufre, only be strong, be courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses your servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. One more scripture and you'll be seated. You know, your sitting down has not helped Nigeria, so let's stand for a little more. Ayaka. Jeremiah 1. The words of Jeremiah. The son of Hilkah of the priests. Somebody say priests. 
who were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin. Go on, guys. To whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Joachim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. Verse 4, can we read this together? Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, in this conference, the word of the Lord is coming to you. You didn't hear what I said. I see the word of God traveling in your direction. He said the word of the Lord came to me saying, which means in this season, you will not just hear what God has said. Your ears will be open to hear what God is saying. Am I talking to somebody in here? I declare that your ears are open to hear what thus said the Lord. I know you heard him yesterday. I know you heard him five years ago, but I declare unto you that your ears are popping open to hear what the Lord is saying to you right now. We declare direction. We declare vision. We declare divine instruction. Somebody say, my ears are hearing. He said, before I formed you in the womb. (laughs) Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Ah, Then I said, ah, Lord, behold, I cannot speak. I'm a young guy. Ah, ah, go on, the next verse. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm a youth, for you shall go. Tell somebody you shall go. You shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Tell somebody, say you shall speak. The next, do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth in this meeting tonight. God is going to touch someone's mouth. You didn't hear what I said. You begin to speak prophetically the purposes of God. You begin to speak boldly. Utterance is released here. Somebody shout, I receive it. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. I want us to read verse 10 with boldness and with some sense of uh, of authority. Can we read together? See! To root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down. I want to shout the very first word there out loud. Everybody shout. Oh, you didn't shout it. You said it like church people. Come on. No, you said it like you want to close this service right now. I say, I declare the visions and dreams, uh, revelation, the eyes of your understanding. Listen to me, what God is about to do, the buffet that is prepared is only for people who can see. I speak lights. I speak revelation. uh, That the Lord will fill you with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. Listen to me. There are promised land, but it's only reserved for those who can see. There are Caleb's in this place. There are Joshua's in this place who have spied out the land. God is about to give you what you have seen and you're about to seize what you have seen. Go back to verse 5 and then I'll allow you to sit. So I looked at the theme, my brother, of this, of this conference, gaining momentum. And I thought of an athlete and I thought that would, I said, Lord, show me an athlete in this scripture. And he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. 
I ordained you a prophet to the nations. This meeting is about gaining momentum. And God showed me something here that I'll show you in a bit. But just so that we get a theme for today. How many of you are ready to run? You didn't hear what I said. <laughs> I said, how many of you are ready to run? Run into God's purpose for your life. Run into God's destination for you. How many of you are about to gain speed to fulfill God's purpose? Well, I came as a sports officer. I came with some authority from heaven to tell you on your marks. I came to tell a generation on your marks. I came to tell Nigeria on your marks. I came to tell TCC on your marks. I came to tell everyone who believes that there's a call of God upon their lives on your marks. Get set. Go. Yeah. Well, before you sit down, go to at least five people and tell them on your marks. Get set. Go. On your marks, get set, go. I speak to a generation on your marks, get set. By the time we are done with this meeting, I declare and I declare divine speed. I declare and I declare acceleration. I declare and I declare you are running in the direction of God's call. I decree and I declare you are running into that buffet. You are running into the plenty. You are running into your promised land. You are running into the nations. Well, look at your neighbor and say, on your marks. Look at another and say, get set. Well, on your way to your seat, look at another and say, go. Sit for a while. If you have a seat. Hey. I want some people that they were not dressed and appropriately dressed for this meeting. Uh, look at someone and say, on your marks. Get set. Hmm. A generation must be mobilized to fulfill God's purpose as we enter a new decade. I want to announce to the body of Christ and to DCC in particular that we stand at the precipice of another 10 years of seeing the greatest move of God. Uh, yet we are about to experience a move of God from city to city, from shore to shore, across the nations just before Jesus returns. I believe that we have hit a timeline in the spirit where that represents a Kairos moment where the purposes of God must be fulfilled in the nations of the earth. I came to tell somebody it's time for a generation to be mobilized uh, apostolically to understand their assignment in God. It's time to go over. It's time to gain momentum. It's time to understand that God is calling us to possess the lands and the territories that he has made ready for us. Look at someone and say, get ready, get ready, get ready. 
Uh, so Issachar talks about the fact that there is a generation of people who can actually understand the times and know what Israel ought to do. We cannot enter this next decade uninformed. Uh, we can enter this next decade uh, not knowing what it is that the Spirit is saying to us as the body of Christ. This is the prophetic meeting and it's not just for this church like I said. It is for the body of Christ and for the next generation of believers especially in this space and beyond. 2020 is finally here. The global events are unfolding uh, and and several uh, uh, deadlines have been tied to this year. And that's because this year is is pregnant. This year is carrying in it something that must deliver at least another 20 to 40 years. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. This year is a womb. This year is a birth canal. Oh, am I talking to somebody in here? I said this year is a birth canal. Look at someone say, push, 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 push. So there, there is indeed a shift that is going on. We cannot have church as usual. We can't have church as usual going forward. There's a mental and a paradigm shift that must happen. A leadership shift that must happen. A structural shift. A generational shift that must happen. The Bible says, one generation shall declare thy works unto another. So God is raising up a generation that will understand that he is setting them on course to run in the direction of his will and of his purpose. He's setting them on course to become in an invading army that will take territories. Uh, didn't he say, occupy until I come? We are that generation that will not uh, escape into heaven. We are that generation, you didn't hear me. We are not an escaping generation, we are an invading generation. Which means Jesus will come back and he will find us so busy taking territories. I don't know about you. Some of you want to fly out to heaven right about now. But the Bible said the gospel of the kingdom must be preached in every nation and then the end will come. Well, God is waiting for you to rise up to be that voice that will preach the gospel of the kingdom until the kingdoms of this world becomes the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. Look at someone and say, let's get the work done. Let's get the work done. So that generation must understand some things I saw in the life of Jeremiah. If they're going to gain momentum and fulfill God's call. In verse 5 of Jeremiah 1, he said, Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew you. The word knew there is is a Hebrew word, yada. It means to know. It means to ascertain by seeing. It means to understand. It means to regard. It means to discern. It means to acknowledge. Look at someone and say, heaven acknowledges you. Uh, It means acquaintance. It means God is acquainted with you. He was saying to Jeremiah, I'm acquainted with you. I understand you. I know your idiosyncrasies. I know your temperament. Uh, It means to recognize. That's the word new there. It means to recognize. It means to approve. So before you were born, God is saying, uh, I approved you before anybody disapproved you. I loved you before you were ever hated. I used you before you were abused. Oh, you didn't hear me. It means he was saying that uh, before you were rejected, I accepted you. There is a before, before the before. You didn't hear me. I don't care what has happened in your life. There was a before that existed. That before existed in God concerning you. He said, before you got a personality, I gave you a persona. 
Your personality is what, what, the, what life made you into. Your personality is what your environment formed you into. But your persona is who I designed you to be. It, it's, the, it's the name I call you before your mother and father thought about naming you. Your persona is what heaven says about you, sees about you and intends for you. Look at someone and say, before. Ah. So he said, before you were, I knew you. I was acquainted with you. Did you know that same word, knew there, means to mark? Before you were born, I marked you. So before you were born, I did not just mark you, but I put you on a starting line. I put you on the mark. Oh, I set you on your marks. I set you on a place that you, that, that represents your originality, your identity, and your source in me. I set you up to succeed. There is a mark in God that is the start point in God from eternity past into eternity future that God sets that mark in time. And He said, before you were born, I set you on your mark before you were before you thought of running the race of life i already set you on a mark that only me designed and that mark is a place where you start life from you did not start life when your parents met you didn't start life the day that your your, your dad and mom had a good night no your life started in god you were marked in god before anybody had a remark on you Look at someone and say, get on your mark. Well, if you're going to be used by God, if you're going to run this race and gain momentum, you must understand what it means to get on your marks. What that means, your marks means that you are chosen by God. Look at someone and say, I'm chosen. It means that there is there is a sport when you think of athletics and, and I have a picture behind me. You see that, that when you finally make your way to that mark that is yours and you are on that mark. Put up my picture. And you're on that mark. It means that something happened. You didn't just show up on that mark. It means that there were preliminaries. It means that some people were dropped along the way. You didn't hear what I said. It means that, oh come on, am I talking to somebody in here? It means that before you got to that final 100 meter razor, some people have been eliminated. Oh, am I talking to anybody in here? So God sent me to tell somebody in here, before you were born, I chose you. It couldn't be somebody else. Even biological science tells us there were at least 2 million people that could have been born. The night your dad and mom was having a great time, but God said, no, not this one. No, not that one. No, not that one. Uh, no, not that one with a big head. No, not that one fair. No, not that one. Uh, he, he chose you before you ever knew that anyone could put a mark on you. That's why I came to announce to DCC there's a generation gaining momentum and they understand uh, that they are chosen by God. If you are chosen by God, look at your neighbor and say, get on your mark. Get on your mark. Your mark is the place where you come to realize that you have an identity in God. Your mark is the is, is that place where you realize that God, it's your starting point in God. It's your persona, it's your placement, it's your prophetic destiny. So for Jeremiah, God was saying to him, I am setting you on your mark by my word. 
and he was saying, the word of the Lord came to me in verse 4. He said, the word of the Lord came to me. When God wants to set you on your mark, when God wants to set you on your starting point, he gives you a word. Am I talking to somebody in here? You are marked by the word of God. Well, there are about five of us here who have a word over our lives. I just want those five people to recognize that when God gave you that word, when God gave you that prophetic word, when God gave you that, that Rema word, he was setting you on your marks. He was saying, this word separates you from every other. This word sets you on track. This word will not come back to me void until it fulfills the purpose for which I have. Am I talking to somebody in here? So that when he gave you that word, he had already seen you breast the tape at the end of the race. So you are actually living your life on repeat. He created you for whom he foreknew. He predestinated that they may be conformed to the image of the son. Which means when he thought of you, you were already created in him. You were already like his son. So he just did some kind of uh, rewinding and he brought you back to relieve what you've already been. Look at someone and say, get on your mark, get on your mark. Oh, I'll get you right where you are. So the voice of God called you out. Called you out to fulfill purpose. Your mark is your identity. If there's any crisis that our world is going through today, our world is plagued with several forms of crisis, be it political, economic, ethnic, and setting a kind of a crisis, religious crisis, I dare say that the mother of all these crises is no other than identity crisis. When you don't know who you are, you are not set on your mark. But there's a generation here who really know who they are. Look at someone say, I know who I am. Oh my God, I'll get to you in a moment. Which means you've got to understand that your mark is the place in God where your purpose was scheduled, signed and sealed. Your mark is the place in God uh, where you find, where you discover and understand your identity. Your mark is your root in God. Your mark is the place of understanding your God's divine intent, His design for which you were born. Your mark is your place of identity. Which means when you come to that place of identity in Christ, it changes everything with you. So what He does is that He gives you an encounter to seal your identity. Hear me and hear me good. Peter comes to Jesus. And Jesus looks at him. And Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And Peter by revelation declared, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus looks at him and say, you are Peter. Ah, Cut over here. He saw Jesus and said, you are the Christ. Whenever you see God for who he is, he shows you who you really are. Oh, am I talking to somebody in here? So Peter saw Jesus say, you are the Christ. And a revelation of the Christ meant that God was going to reveal Peter to Peter. Well, in this conference, God is setting you on your mark. He's taking you back to who you really are. And he's showing you who you are in him. Well, I came to announce to you, Simon means someone that is wavering. Someone that is not stable. But Peter means a fragment of the rock. I came to announce to you, you are not what life calls you. You are not what media calls you. You are not what what you went through calls you. You are Peter. You are who God calls you. Is anyone that has found their identity in Christ? Uh, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Look at someone say, I know who I am. My God, my God, I like the way uh, both sacred that the scripture puts it. Uh, it says uh, that you are created wonderfully and you are 
carefully made by God. So this means that when you understand your roots, it means that when you know who you are, you know that you are not running a rat race. Because this race is not for rats. This race is for people created to fulfill God's purpose. And, and I dare say to you, when you know who you are, you stop hustling. God does not bless your hustle, period. He does not. When you know who you are, it settles everything about you. When you know who you are, you understand your uniqueness. Look at someone and say, I like me, I like me. Just like that. You don't, you don't. That's why you said it that way. Look at someone and say, I'm enjoying being me. Uh, if you don't get on your mark, you cannot make a mark in destiny. If you don't get on your mark, you try to be somebody else. Uh, well, the last time I checked, I've gotten on my mark. Uh, I thank God for the fathers of faith. I thank God for great men in the scriptures. I thank God for, for Elijah, but I found out that on the 7th of January, 2020 the world is not looking for the Bible Elijah, the world is looking for a 21st century, 2020 compliant Gideon Powerball so you didn't hear what I said Uh, I am relevant for now, I am needed right now, look at someone and say I am unique, I am unique Uh, I'm so needed, I'm so wanted I'm so chosen, I'm so anointed I'm unique. I know my mark. You see, when God puts a mark on you, he separates you from every other person. He created seven billion people without repeating himself. You didn't get that. It's an insult on God for him to create anybody twice. You know why? Every one of us is a distinct intent of God. You didn't hear me. When he thought of you, he put you on your mark to run a particular race. That's why you can't say all my mates have gotten married. You didn't get that. That's why you can't say all my friends uh, have gotten admission. That's why you can't say everybody, all my friends uh, and all my mates. uh, Listen to me. When you understand your mark, you don't have mates. You didn't hear me. Jesus Christ didn't have mates. When he showed up, all his brother, all the people who were supposed to be his, his mates were killed. Moses didn't have mates. When he showed up, all the people who were supposed to be his mates. So God settled it in their heart that they were not in any competition. Look at someone and say, you're not my mate. Because I've got it on my mark. Where you don't believe it. Look at someone and say, I'm, I'm on my mark. I'm on my mark. I'm on my mark. Somebody shout, get on your marks. Which means, when God created 7 billion people, every one of us was a unique expression of Him. I'm talking about your marks. Nobody talks like you talk. Nobody sings like you sing. Nobody can do it the way you do it. And everybody can cook that kind of meal. That when you do it, there's a touch you have. Am I talking to somebody in here? Well, I release an anointing upon someone's business to be different from every other. I release an anointing upon someone to, to be unique. I command you to get on your mark. Which means everybody can do it. But when you step in there, you bring a torch that nobody else can bring I release that anointing upon your life as you gain momentum I release capacity for uniqueness unique brands unique expressions, unique creativity somebody say get on your marks yeah I'll walk this thing, I'll walk this thing so God insists that you never compare yourself with another because Every of his creation expresses a dimension of him. He's looking for the you he intended when he created you. Ah. 
That's why when I came on this stage, I cannot be Pastor Kixley. Neither can I be any other person. I've got to be me. I, I've got to be me. I've got to do my thing. Am I talking to somebody in here? The world is not looking for another person in you. The world is looking for the you that God designed you to be. I'm looking for five people in here who are so glad that they are unique. Who are so glad that God made them in the way he made them. I'm going to ask you to take one minute to walk around and tell somebody, check me out. Check me out. I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. Akoto Seprakata. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Hey! I know who I am. I've get, I've gotten on my marks and I realize that nobody can take the me that God has created me to be. Am I talking to somebody in here? Are you are an exquisite expression of God's creative expertise. You are in a class all by yourself. If a guy said he doesn't like your nose, he has myopia. You don't understand what I'm saying. Look at someone and say, get on your mark, 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 fulfill destiny, fulfill purpose, stop comparing, get on your mark. What did God say to you? Listen to me. When you understand the word of the Lord over your life, it, it changes you. I have an identity. I know who I am. I like the way Sinat put it. I'm a chosen generation. I call to show for his excellence. All I require for life, God has given me. I know who I am. I'm walking in power. I'm a walking miracle. I live a life of favor. Somebody help me. I know. Hey! I'm walking in power. Walking in miracle. I live a life of favor. Walking in power, walking in miracles, I live a life of favor, I know, sing again, yes I'm walking in Try to be on another person lane. Run your own race. It's your own race. It's the life God has called you to live. You can't go forward trying to be somebody else. I'm saying God has marked you by blood, marked you by His word, marked you by the encounters He has given to you. You know where you met God, and only you know where what conversations you've had with God. So I'm saying to you, when the world tries to mess you around, refuse to be defined by the world. Because if the world defines you, the world will defile you. So you must get on your own mark. Well, I'm not running any other person race. Look at someone and say, is it your race? Is it your race? Is it your race? It's my race. I'm running into purpose. Did you realize that athletes, real athletes, they don't run against, they really don't run against world records. They run against what we call personal best. God is saying there's a personal best. 
when he created you, there's a personal best that you may be conformed to the image of the son. That's why every day when you look into the world, you become more of your personal best. Every day, as we all beholding us in the glass, the glory of God, we are changed from one level of glory to another. Well, is anybody under the sound of my voice? I'm not competing with anybody. I'm going for my personal best. By the time I arrive there, I'll be one. I'll look just like Jesus. Talk just like Jesus. Respond just like Jesus. Look at someone and say, I'm ready to run. Sit for a while. I have to run. So God marks you by encounters. The encounters God has given to you, stay with those encounters. It means you are chosen. Chosen by God. The second thing I saw in that scripture, in Jeremiah 1.5, he said, before I formed you, I knew you. But he said, before you were formed in your mother's womb, before you were born, I sanctified you. Somebody say sanctify. Oh, look at someone again and say sanctify. I sanctify you and ordained you a prophet to the nations. So this is what he was trying to say. He said, uh, I got on, on my marks, but beyond that, I hear a spirit and a word say to me, get set. The word sanctify is to be set apart. Oh, do you want to get it now or next Sunday? The word sanctified means to be set apart. So the Lord said to me, before you were born, I put you on your marks. And then before you were, you were born, I, I, I set you apart. I hear in the spirit, God is saying, I have put you on your marks, but for you to fulfill purpose, you must get set. And get set is being sanctified. To be sanctified means to be separated, to be set apart. That's where we get the word holy. Holy is not a religious word like that. Holy is just a word to show difference. When you say holy, you are saying different from others. When you say holy, you are saying not like others. So one of the greatest attributes you can give to God is when you say, Lord, you're holy. Once you say, Lord, you're holy, you are saying, you're putting God where he really belongs, because there's no one like him. So when angels and all of the hosts of heaven worship him, they cry, Kadosh, Kadosh, which means holy. They see a dimension of him, and they cry, holy, and they bow to worship him. And whilst they're worshiping him, they're so taken by the last dimension of him they saw. They rise up again and see, and by the time they open their eyes, they see another dimension of him. That's why they are never bored. Because every time they stand up, they see another dimension. Some of you wonder, how will we be in heaven for eternity and not be bored? I tell you, when you meet the holies of holies, uh, you go from holy to holy, from different, from, you thought you know God, you thought you know Him, uh, but when you encounter Him, you see, that's why I say, worship Him in the beauty. The beauty of holiness means if you stay long enough, you will see dimensions of beauty. That you have never seen before. Well, I just came to say to somebody, when you serve that kind of a holy God, you become holy like Him. 
which means you become set apart. What that means is this, uh, at gaining momentum, God is saying to somebody, I've set you apart. You are not like every other person. Uh, you didn't hear what I said. Uh, I said, you're not like every other person. I've set you apart from the world. I've set you apart from your past. I've set you apart. I've set you aside. I've differentiated you. Look at someone and say, get set, get set. Hey, look at someone again and say, get set. So to sanctify, it is set apart. So he sets us apart unto himself in holiness, in consecration. Oh, so when God begins to set you apart, you have personal consecrations. You cannot run this race. You can't gain this momentum. If you, you can't be this kind of athlete if you don't have personal consecrations. There are things other Christians can do, you cannot do. Because there's something between you and God. No, you didn't hear what I said. It's called your consecration. It's not bad, but it's not, that's not the rule between you and God. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? So when he sets you apart, when you really get set, he sets you apart from certain kinds of relationships. When you are set apart, when you begin to get set, God begins to shift your relationships. You can't be friends with everybody. Oh, you didn't hear me. When you get set, you cannot marry just anybody. When you get set, you can't just go to any kind of church. Am I talking to somebody in here? Uh, when he sets you apart, he sets you apart as a Daniel. You enter Babylon and Babylon cannot enter you. Oh, when you get set, uh, it means God begins to purge you. He begins to process you. He begins to walk and walk in you. He said to Jeremiah, I sanctified you. I set you apart. I designed a specific work for you. Well, under the sound of my voice, I begin to prophesy to somebody, get set, get set, get set. Uh, because God is shifting you out of the normal. He sets you apart for his work, gives you a vision and an assignment. So he sets you apart. They also set you in place. Somebody say get set. To set in place means God will position you in the right place. Ah, so when you come to a church like this, uh, you've got to get set in the house. Look at someone and say get set in the house. Get set in the house. I'm sick and tired of Christians who just go around and they are all mentored by somebody online. And all their Christianity is, 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 is streamed. But there's a generation, the Bible said, those who are planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of our God. Look at someone and say, are you set in the house? Are you set in the house? Well, he said, those who are planted in the house of our God. He didn't say those who visit the house of our God. Do I have anybody planted in the house? You see, a plant is different from a weed. A weed shows up when there is a conference. A weed shows up when there is a celebrity to sing. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But those of us planted, uh, we declare I was glad when they said, uh, let us go to the house of God. Uh, the courts of our God is where we live. Uh, I find out there are just about 10 people who are set in the house. Look at someone and say, I have a routine. I'm set in the house. My custom is God's house. I'm planted in the house of God. Ah, uh, under authority, under alignment, even Jesus was set in the house. He had a pastor. His pastor was John the Baptist. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. When Jesus showed up in church, he joined the baptismal line. He went through baptism class. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. That's why people who come into church, they don't want to get set in the house. They want to come up to the stage. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you come into the house, you get set. Ah, Koto, look at someone and say, get set, get set, get set. Ah, some people want to touch the world, but they never want to touch 
a group of people, they never want to be in a place. They never want to be accountable. He said, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. He said, you are a lamp. He said, you, you will shine forth. And he said, and no one lights a lamp and puts it on, and under a bushel, but it's put on a lampstand. So he first said, you are the light of the world. So he gave you the big picture, light of the world. But he said, before you become the light of the world, you must become a lamp in a house. A house, a spiritual, ah, yeah, kaka, kaka. Before you shine to the world, he plants you in a house. He said, except you can be a lamp in a house, you can't be a light. Look at someone and say, get set, get set. Well, I announce to this generation that don't have any pastor over their life, this generation that has no spiritual covering over their life, listen to me, the season we're entering into, you'll be a casualty. Because listen to me, in entering Canaan, sir, you enter in families, in tribes, you cannot wake up and say, I'm entering Canaan in the name of yourself. They will ask you, who is your father? Which tribe do you belong to? Which house do you belong to? When we take the census, as we enter our Canaan, you need to be set in the house. Ah. Then God also set, changes your mindset. He changes everything about you. I'm talking about get set. Look at someone say get set. When he gets you set, it also means uh, that he prepares you. He prepares you through process. Uh, I dare say to somebody in here, what you're going through, God is only getting you set. I said, what you're going through, God is only getting you ready. When you get set, you are embracing the process. Well, I dare say to somebody under the sound of my voice that the set time has come. The set time has come. Because for those who are prepared, God is about to rise. He said that you will arise. Psalm 102 verse 13, you will arise and you will show mercy unto us. And he said the set time. Yeah, put it up there. Look, can we read this together? For you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. I don't like New King James. I like King James version in this scripture. He said, for the time to favor her. Somebody shout, yay. yay. Oh no, you shouted it like church people. Shout, yay. yay. Well, I came to announce to DCC, for somebody who is set in the house, God said you have stepped into your set time. For somebody, God has been preparing the backside of the desert, gaining momentum 2020. God is bringing you to your set time. Well, is there somebody that's about to experience favor? I speak to your business. I speak to your work. I speak to your akadoshaka, your vision. And I declare that this week, Iprosoko happens to be a Kairos moment. This is not like every other conference. There is Kronos, but there is Kairos. I decree upon your life that you stepped into this meeting, but you stepped into a set time. Somebody shout, this is my time. Oh, you don't believe it? Look at someone and say, this is my set time. The Bible said concerning uh, concerning Joseph, uh, that the word of the Lord came to him. Psalms 105, verse 17 and ni- to 19. He said he was bound. He was set. Look at that. Psalm 105, verse 17. Thou shalt, Psalm 105. He sent a man before them. Even Joseph, who was sold as a servant. Listen, the fact that you were sold. Listen, he sent a man before them. Even Joseph, who was sold. The world sold him. God sent him. The world was selling him. God was sending him. 
whatever circumstances that you're going through, listen to me, God can orchestrate. God can shift things. He said, he said, who he sold as a servant, the next verse, he said, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. I don't care what you're going through right now. Yakotele, on your marks. What you're going through is getting you set. I said, what you're going through is getting you set. It does not look like it right now, but look at someone say, I'm getting set. The next verse, he said, until... There's always an until. There's always an expiry date. Until the time uh, when I decree and declare that this meeting is the time. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Listen, there's always a time. And the Lord said to me, Pastor Dami, that when God has a mandate, he prepares a man and gets the date ready. Oh, you didn't hear me. When God has a mandate, he prepares a man and then sets the date. Well, I sense that this meeting is for a man that God has been preparing. You didn't hear me. A lady God has been preparing. Now you're ready to walk up the aisle. Now you're ready to have your own baby. Now you're ready to start your own business. Now you're ready to bet your own ministry. Look at someone and say, get set! Prepare him. When he prepared him in the next verse, the Bible says when the water had turned, the king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. See what happened to him the next verse. He made him lord over his house and ruler over his substance. Somebody here is coming into authority. You are coming into influence. Are you, are you listening to what I'm saying? Some say I receive it. He made him lord. The next verse, I like this part. He, to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. Somebody's going to rewrite curriculum. Somebody's going to change how things are done. If you believe it, shout, get set. Well, I dare say to somebody, the day Joseph woke up and they said to him, the king needs you. He slept uh, as someone who was just on his mark. But something happened. The Bible said they said to him, the king needs you. And he began to get set. And he began to step into the king's palace. Uh, and I dare say to somebody in here, it's time for you. I could wonder what was happening in the life of Joseph. After seven, 13 years, he could now declare, I'm set. I can handle this now. Look at someone and say, I'm set. You know what set means? Supernaturally empowered to. I'm set. Go to 10 people. Touch them and say, I'm set, 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 I'm almost there. I'm set. Look at someone say, I'm set, I'm set, I'm set, I'm set, I'm set. I'm set. I'm set on fire. I'm set to fulfill God's purpose. Look at someone on your marks. Get set. Get set. Get set. Get set. Whatever you need to go through, go through it. Whatever you need to do in planning, in preparation, in study, do it to get set. Look at someone and say, I'm getting set. I'm getting set. Finally, if you go back to Jeremiah chapter 1, the Bible says, He said to him, before you were born, I ordained you. I, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Ah, kukaratasika. A prophet to the nations. Which means there was a transition. Hear me and hear me good. I'm almost there. In verse 1, if you look at verse 1, the Bible says that the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hekar, of the priest. Somebody say priest. So this, Jeremiah was a church boy. He was born in church. He was a worker in church. He had received God's word. He was set in church. He was prepared in church. But a season came when God began to speak to Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to you. Which means you can be in church and the word of the Lord has not come to you. 
There's a generation that the word of the Lord is coming to. That word sets you on your mark. That word gets you ready. And then what happened? God said to him, listen, I'm making a transition in your life. You are going to now become, go to verse 5. He said, I actually ordained you a prophet. You are a priest, but there's a prophetic dimension to your life. Are you guys getting this? Listen to me. In this final move of God, we are going to see a dimension of unleashing of the sons of God. There will be priests, but there will be prophets. A priest is a worshiper. A, a, a priest is one who can stand before God. A priest is one who offers sacrifices before God. A prophet is one who can translate spiritual experiences and bring them into reality. A prophet is one who can take people back to the heart of God. So as a priest, you experience God. But as a prophet, you can bring people into that experience. As a priest, you worship. But as a prophet, you begin to change the dynamics of people. So a prophet takes people back to the heart of God. Don't worry. To be prophetic, to be prophetic is not, it's not hard. Prophetic simply means to be able to see what God is doing, hear what God is saying, and reproduce it on it. So when in the presence of a priest, you have received of God, you are meant to become a prophet. A prophet means you can now direct people you, into the mind of God, but it also means that you can translate priestly experiences in practical ways to solve human problems. Oh, yeah. So he said, I have ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. What he was trying to say is this. When you scoop alakita, when you pray in tongues, it's priestly activity. But after praying in tongues, one hour in the morning, and you show up at work, 8 a.m., and you sit in that boardroom, you are meant to shift from priesthood to prophetic. Prophetic means right now you are no more speaking in English. You are not saying, I, I figure out that this policy might not favor this company because I understand that if we, if we, if we go, if we go on this tangent, we might not be able to meet our deadlines and they don't understand where you are coming from. You've spoken in tongues for one hour. You've done prophetic, but you can say to them, I figure we need to do this. And when you begin to give answers that is not in the books, that begins to solve the problem. Creativity that is from heaven. You've become prophetic. Well, I came to announce to somebody in here. Your ministry does not end in church. And in service in God's house. You will serve in God's house. But Monday to Saturday, you will be a prophet to the nations. Amen. Or am I preaching to somebody in here? I'm trying to say, in this place, in your priesthood, as you drop this offering. This is an act of priesthood. And listen to me, priesthood is the core of it. If you don't understand priesthood, you can't understand the prophetic. In priesthood, God, how do you drop Naira on an altar? And then you go back there and an idea comes into your spirit. It is a priestly act, but in the realm of the spirit, something has happened that gives you an idea, creativity, innovation that will cause you to go back out, which means there's what it means to be prophetic in government. There's what it means to be prophetic in the educational world. There's what it means to be prophetic in media. Am I talking to somebody here? It means that you enter into those places and you bring to pass the will of God. You, uh, you declare the purposes of God. Am I talking to somebody in here? Do I have any prophets in the room today? Shout, I'm a prophet to the nations you don't believe me shout I'm a prophet to the nations he said I've ordained you as a prophet to the nations the next verse he said I'm a, I'm a child 
I cannot speak the next verse, verse 7. God said to him, but the Lord said, do not send me you for you shall go on your marks. Get set. Get set. Go. You shall go to all that I send you. Well, I came to DCC to say that as we engage a new decade, there is a going generation that God is raising. They are priests unto God. They are prophets, but they are also kings. That's why he said in verse, in verse 10, he said, I've set you, oh, I like that. See, I have set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. So you're going to be a priest. You're going to function as a prophet, but you're also going to function in kingship. You're a royal generation, a royal generation, a holy nation, a peculiar people called to show forth the glory of God. Well, I just came to announce to somebody in here as I begin to pull this together that listen we're in that season uh, where a generation of king priests and prophets are going to rise up from the church of Jesus Christ uh, they are all kappa on their marks uh, because God knows them they have encounters they have a word of the Lord uh, they are getting set in a place of preparation planted in God's house planted in God's presence planted in God's word uh, and God is processing them but they are ready to be sent by God God sent me here today to declare unto somebody this year is your goal yeah, you are going to make influence, you're going to make an impact your life is going to touch people look at someone and say I'm going, I'm going, I'm going I'm going, you don't believe it help me guys, say I'm going, I'm going uh, by the power of the Holy Ghost uh, I dare you in the name of Jesus uh, to go and join the political party or start one uh, go get involved with the grassroots politics because we are going into politics someone said I'm going I dare you to rewrite curriculum, to start a school, to get a lecturing appointment. I dare you to get your PhD and study some more. Someone say, we are going, we are going to education. I dare you to ask that girl out, fix the wedding date, marry that mandate. You didn't hear what I said. Show the world that marriage between one man and one woman still works. We are going, we are going, we are going. LGB agenda cannot hold us back. I said we are going. The gay agenda cannot hold us back. In the beginning, it was not so. We are going to have families that will rise up and fulfill purpose. Someone say we are going. Hey, start that NGO. Tell somebody I'm going. Start that social worker. That's the power. That's the power. Start that orphanage. We are going. We are going. Come on, Jeremiah. You can't just be a church comer. You're a priest. Yes. You're a prophet. Yes. But it's time to be a king to root out to fulfill God's purpose on your marks. Get set and go. Start that ministry. I dare you. Bet that church. Serve in that ministry. God sent you to tell somebody go. Go. Start that online ministry. Start that media outfit. Start that branding and PR firm. Go take over the television stations. Start the media project. Spiritualize social media. Listen to me, we are going. Some of you are sitting around, I don't know why you're sitting around, but some of us have received our mandate from God on your marks in the name of Jesus. Get set in the name of Jesus. Do I have some Usain bolts in the spirit? Somebody go! 
I came to prophesy from the church to the nations. We are going as ambassadors. We are going as king priests and prophets. We are going as sons, servants and soldiers. We are going as choice souls. We are going as ikababa salt and light and living. We are going as wise as serpent and harmless as dove. We are going as militants. I said we are going as militants. In fact, we are going as a militia. Militia means that, you know those, those posts that don't wear uniform? You don't see them coming. We are going to be faceless but forceful. You will enter an environment and you will change it for Jesus Christ. Is anybody getting what I'm saying right now? You are going back to education. You will start something and they will say, where did this come from? And you will know that it came from the womb of the Spirit. I prophesy to DCC, it's time to go. I give you another 10 years to show up in Asso Rock. Go, 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 go. I give you another 10 years to have a brand name in this economy. Go. I give you 10 years to counter culture in entertainment. Go. I give you 10 years to challenge the policies and to change policies. I give you 10 years to start a political party or, or join one. I give you 10 years to mentor a generation of entrepreneurs. It's time to run. Tell somebody it's time to run. Eka, you're not ready. You're not ready. Say, get set, get set, get set, get set. On your marks. Kikoboro, do you have an encounter from God? Do you have a word from God on your marks? Get set. Has God been possessing you? It's time to go. Atusekelia. Oh, Lord, help me. But you know what? We must run with the 2020 vision. We must run with focus. We must run with momentum. We must run with direction. I like this part. We must run with an agenda. Bible said David ran towards Goliath. We have an agenda. Look at someone said there is an agenda. We're not in this just for being in this. There's an agenda. So this generation shift suggests that this race can not just be a normal race. I dare say it's a relay race. It's a relay race. Is a really race. Help me. Which means buttons are being passed on. My sister, that's what this conference is about. When I saw the lineup, I saw buttons in the spirit. When I saw Bishop Waloke, I saw a father who's about to transfer stuff. I heard him yesterday talking about his generation and how we are going to do greater works. Is anybody ready for this race? I sense it's a really race. I sense somebody's about to receive a mantle. Graces are pouring down. Do you know, do you know the grace Bishop Waloke carries? These are men who have entered cities and as one man they took it over. But I declare, I declare, our fathers took cities as one man. We are taking those cities as an army. Do you know Umar why? I was listening to him yesterday. He said he went into a particular village and 2,000 cancer patients were healed in one night. Shabaya da 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 da. Enough of, enough of sophisticated Christianity. There's a power we carry. And you're not just, just going to experience that power in church. You go to your boss. Uh, and you say, boss, uh, I appreciate you. And with all due respect, uh, you know I can help you out of this situation. Because I carry something on the inside of me. I release. He said, this sign shall follow them. He didn't say to follow pastors. He didn't say to follow bishops. He said, it shall follow them that believe. Uh, do you believe? Do you believe? Uh, do I have any believer in here? Do you know the grace Matthew Ashimolo carries? As a teenager, I watched him with his punk. That guy opened up Europe. His church at the time was the largest church in Europe. 
These are graces. I'm talking about a marathon. Give me my photo. We are running a, a, a relay in the spirit. And God is saying, 2020, my friend, my sister, it's an exchange zone. In a relay race, that's what it's called exchange zone. An exchange zone is that place where the person with the button is exchanging with the next person. Gaining momentum 2020. We thought we were just having an event. But I tell you, Kupala Katalabosa Talabaha at the hearts of the fathers will turn to the sons. He said, this will happen so that I will not bring a curse on the earth. Nigeria is about to experience something. The fathers are beginning to turn in the buttons. You didn't hear what I said. It means the blessing of the Lord is coming upon us. It means He said, Torobo, what Elijah Jadid. Elisha is about to do at least two times. Am I talking to somebody here? Kikabalaba, this button is about to be handed over. Is anybody under the sound of my voice that's not ready to take on the button? Hear me? In this exchange zone, there are certain skills that are required. In the exchange zone, you need to be running before you get the button. If you're looking for a title before you serve, you don't understand. If you are looking for a position before you serve, if you are waiting to be sent a letter before you give, the one who is receiving the pattern has to run with nothing. If you are waiting to be given the microphone before you preach, you love your voice, you don't love people. But under the sound of my voice and throughout this week, I hope you see the mantles. So when our father stand here, you better get ready. Get ready. I release that anointing over this room right now. And I declare in the name of Jesus, mantles, graces, dimensions of operations, uh, wealth and resources is being transferred to a generation. Uh, somebody on your marks, uh, get set. Uh, receive your battle right now. Somebody shout, I receive it. Hear me and hear me good. Hear me. Our fathers are decelerating. We must start accelerating because we are in the exchange zone. This conference is an exchange zone. Elisha, if you see me in the exchange zone, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. which means the exchange zone, you need sensitivity. So timing, you are you kidding? You can rebosaka. Timing is everything in the exchange zone. If you see me when I'm taking off, if you can be sensitive to timing, which means we cannot be a generation that is not sensitive to the time that we live in. My brother, we live in a serious time. Every 20 years, something changes. A generation is born. Every 40 years, a cycle is, is over with. Listen to me and hear me good. Next week, Kuprasaka, Tuesday, will be 50 years the Biafran war ended. If you know anything about 50, it means we have survived 50 years as an artificial construct. We came back to that. The war wanted to destroy the purpose of God for a nation. And the war was induced to stop our prophetic. Listen, a nation can never divide until it fulfills our destiny. So those of you who want to divide, you don't understand. There's a timing we are in in God. So 50 years means that we're in a season of jubilee. 
Jubilee means that God is saying, if this nation could not be destroyed and torn apart in, in 50 years ago, I declare in this season an unusual dimension of grace upon a generation to run with unity. So what is happening, my sister, is that there is a unity of faith that we must come into. There is wealth and wisdom in the southern part of Nigeria, in the church. Wealth and wisdom. Wealth and wisdom. We have so much money. In fact, on this line, on this, this is about the wealthiest church streets in Nigeria. The money, the wealth, the resource, the human capital in the churches on this road alone can change a continent. So there's wealth and wisdom, strategy, sophistication in the southern church. There is dogged, sold out, militant Christianity in the north. You guys don't know Christianity. If I shoot a gun now, it is sorry. The north, they can stand. They have a dogged, sold out, resolute spirit. That's why before you do anything, touch your feet in the north. There's something about the northern Nigerian Christians. They carry something that keeps you going in the face of trial. The eastern part has firepower. Ah, you didn't hear me. We have firepower. We have dimensions of the power of God. The dimension of bold declaration of God's word. And God is merging all those things together. Oh, you didn't hear me. He's mentioning and say, as I as this happens, listen to me. Our fathers who are preaching in this conference, many of them in 1970, 1980, were like you and I. You didn't hear what I said. Bishop Waluke was in Unilag, Mensa Ottobel doing what he was doing in, in Ghana. Do you know who Mensa Ottobel is? Do you know what he carries? Do you know what, what all of these fathers carry? Pastor Duo, they mentored me on campus. These men are in a season where we must position ourselves sensitive enough to what God is set to do. Give me my flag, I'm almost done. Which means Nigeria is at the tip of something. 40 years after, a generation must enter Canaan. A generation must enter Canaan. And if we're going to enter Canaan, we're going to enter Canaan with an understanding that a pattern has been given to us. And that pattern requires that we take territory. So what that means now is that when they came out of Egypt, they came out one man leading them. The rod of Moses divided the Red Sea. But when they were going to enter Canaan, it was not the rod of a man that divided the Red Sea. It was a civilization, a construct, an orderly priestly construct. It was the people that divided the Red Sea. With the ark of God leading. So God is saying, what I'm doing right now requires everybody must come in. You cannot put your whole faith on a man any longer. You've got to know God for yourself. So Caleb comes and says, see, give me this mountain because I have the word of the Lord over me. So a generation must be circumcised. A generation must be, must be transformed. They must change their conversation and their culture. And circumcision is not a very nice thing. Circumcision is private, it's painful, and it's permanent. So that means you're going to pray like you've never prayed before. That means you're going to fast like you've never fasted before. 
don't think Christianity in the next 10 years is going to be just an easy ride. We are at war. And it's just going to be warfare. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It's going to, listen to me. When they heard of the, the land flowing with milk and honey, sir, they didn't realize that milk and honey means that you have to go and produce the milk. Milk does not fall from heaven. You must have cattle and you must be able to shepherd the cattle, feed it, then it produces milk. Which means you can no more be eating manna every day. You can't wait until Sunday before you eat. You've got to know how to produce your own milk and honey. And if you want honey, get ready for the beehive. He said it's a land filled with... He said go to that... But it was mountains that was in that land. The topography of Canaan land was mountains. If you're not ready to climb, if you're not ready for real influence, you're not ready for Canaan. If you're not ready to take this thing we are doing on Sunday into the seven mountains, we are not ready. If you're not ready to fight giants who live on those mountains... There are giants over media. They sit there, five or seven of them, and they determine what you watch. They determine what your children will watch. There are giants over the over fashion. Three or five of them in Paris, they will sit around there. They will determine who will who who how they will change what you wear in the next ten days. All they will do: get a gay person, get another media person, get a celebrity, put that cloth on them, even if it's color riot. Tomorrow you call it fashion. They are giants. God is raising up men out of the church just before Jesus returned. Saviors are rising from the house of God. So I bring this to a close, guys. The Lord said to tell you, it's time to get on your marks, to get set, and to go in the direction of his call upon your life. And the Lord said there are people here who is anointing to change nations. He said, I set you over nations. There's an apostolic anointing in here. Lift your hands, everybody. Lift that sound. The power of God is going to hit this room because the Spirit of God is here to empower people. Lift your hands. Joshua, Joshua, you and these people must go over. You must go over. You must go over. Lift your voice. I'm going to say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, kick I get on my marks. I might get set and I'm ready to go by the Spirit of the living God. So there's a gun that the officer, I'm almost done guys, I'll get out of here. There's a gun the officer lifts up the athlete and he shoots it. Boom! Go! And then the athletes run. And a prophecy has gone forth that Africa is like a pistol facing down. Ah, yeah, yeah. Put up my picture. Ah. I sense... 2020 to 2030 God is about to raise up that pistol and he's saying to a generation on your marks get set an apostolic generation get set we're going from the church to the nations Jeremiah you are a priest you are a prophet but you must be a king we must go in and take territories gaining momentum is for gaining direction you can't you don't need momentum if you don't know where you're going we're going to take territories and do you know where the trigger is? 
If you check it well, the trigger is actually on the coast of Nigeria. The trigger is here. See the water behind us. The trigger is on this road. Aya, aya, I speak prophetically. The trigger is in this city. Lagos carries something. Kupa ikia kotombo. Priyala mashandahaya. Ama akotosendelea. So I hear in the spirit, envoy shall rise out of Africa. I hear in the spirit, the next 10 years, a generation that will invade every sphere. We will see people here who will be richer than cities. Individuals who will be richer than entire multinationals. Am I talking to somebody in here? Wealth like never before. I prophesy on your marks. Get set. On your max, where's that generation? On your max, on your max, pray the Holy Ghost. On your max, I came as your athlete officer. On your max, Shadaravasaka. On your max, Subala, pray the Holy Ghost. On your max, get set, get set, get set, get set, get set. Shadaraba, when I shout, go. When I shout, go. I want you to lift your voice like a trumpet and give a shout to God. Are you ready? On your marks. Get set. Go. Somebody shout. Yeah. I wish I had the sound of a gun. We're going to do it two more times. The Lord said to me, as we shout, as we shout, as you lift a sound. Listen, it was a sound that that they lifted in instruction according to instruction strategic instruction that brought Jericho down I, as we shout I decree you open up 10 years ahead of you God is giving you territories 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 are you ready are you ready are you ready I can hear you praying the Holy Ghost Joshua Five or six. Are you ready? Six or five. Shake it. Are you ready? Are you ready? Karabose tele rakataraba. Kereda baba 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 baba. Joshua. Six five. Are you ready? Jataraba baba baba baba. Leke deke 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 sele. And it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city shall fall down. And the people shall ascend. If you read the King James Version, the, the, the New King James Version, it said, and the people shall go up every man straight before him so as we shout you are going and as you're going the buffet is set as you're going territories are open are you ready on your marks get set go somebody shout Listen, the power of God is going to break out in this room. 
when I shout on your marks, if you're wearing what will make it comfortable enough, get down and pay on man. When I shout, set, set go, you get up. When I shout, go. Listen, in 2010, we were at a camp meeting. I, I asked people to shout that God was sending them to the nations. People shouted in that room, sir. It was a, it was a shout. But several of them are living in several parts of the world right now, changing lives, sir. People ran out of the venue, just ran under that power, and they ran into the call of God upon their life. When I asked you to go this time around, don't stop. Do whatever the Holy Ghost asks you to do. Whatever prophetic action. Are you ready, people of God? On your marks. This is the on your marks. The generation on your marks. The church of Jesus in Nigeria. On your marks. On your marks. Get set. Get set. Get set. Go. Education. Go into media. Go, go, go. It's entertainment. Lift your hands. Father, there are 15 people here. Lift your hands. Father, there are 15 people here. Who, Lord, you are sending. You are releasing an anointing, an ordination upon their lives. Today you are showing them the vision, a ministry. They are betting something. Father, wherever they are, at the count of three, I cast that your power will locate them. Are you ready? Usher's help. At the count of three, Father, there are 15 people here who must be empowered, who must break out of every limitation. One, two, three. Check it now. That's it. That's it. That's it. All around this building. Somebody help. Somebody help. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You see what I just saw? I saw visions. Visions. People are seeing. Father, those 30 people here who you are giving a fresh vision. 30 people that you are giving a fresh vision. 30 people. At the count of three, somebody shout. When you shout, there are 30 of you. The power of God is going to hit you. Are you ready? One, two, three. Shut up. That's it. Yeah. Visions. 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 Help. Visions. Visions. Yeah. of God is in this room don't look around just receive the anointing I brought here today the anointing I carry in this moment is the anointing from church to nations that's what I'm saying 
which means you will you will your Christianity will make sense. You will walk in dominion. Jeremiah, you're a priest, you're a prophet, but you must rule and reign. You must have territory. You must take are you listening to what I'm saying? At the count of three, this is the last shout. I hear dominion. I hear thrones. I hear, are you listening to what I'm saying? I hear, I hear territories. When you shout this time, don't stop until something breaks loose out of your spirit. Are you ready? On your mats! Get set! Go! Fire! If you're here, you're not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord. Or you backslided. This decade, you have to serve God. Christians, believers are going to be distinguished. We are going to walk in power and authority. So if you're not born again, you are missing out. I give you 30 seconds. If you're there, you want Jesus in your life. You see this young man preaching and you want to serve God with your life. You backslided. You want to come back. Run up to the altar now. Come, 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 wherever you are. Come, 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 come. If you're outside, wherever you are, come now. Shaparatala. Where are you? You want to give your life to Jesus? You want to rededicate your life to the Lord? Come, 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 come. I'm waiting for you. I don't care how long you've been in church. Come, 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 come. Zoko, and if you're up there, if you're outside, come. Come, come in the name of Jesus. Can we clap and celebrate these people? Come on, come on. There's still a number of you who need to come. Come on, come on. Don't start this decade without Jesus in your life. Come, come now. Come, where are you? I'm waiting for you. I'll give you 30 more seconds. Come, come now. Run up. Let's keep clapping. They're coming. They're coming. Rededicate your life to the Lord. Commit again to Him. Those of you standing in front here, if you're still there, you want to come, please come now. Can we pray this prayer with them? Everyone lift your voice and say, Lord Jesus, right now, I give my life to you. I surrender to you. I give you everything. I believe you died for me. I believe you were buried for me. I believe you rose up for me. Today I give you everything. And I will serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Father. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. And use me for your purpose. In Jesus' precious name. Can we clap and celebrate Jesus? Who do they go with? Please, could you kindly, my sister, could you kindly just go with them? God bless you. God bless Let's keep clapping. Lift your hands, everybody. Lift your hands, everybody. Lift it, lift it high. I know time is fast, man. I declare to you, you will not be missing in action in what God is about to do in the next 10 years. 
we're not entering a year we're entering a decade which means the momentum you start with will sustain you I see dimensions of oppressions here people will come back and testify about this conference and this meeting how they receive their own buttons so as the father speak look out for mantles look out for buttons look out for graces I say once more to a generation on your marks get set once I shout go shout to the loudest voice you can go We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.